0: Right, wake up, wake up, wake up it's time to get your mindset right, get your thoughts right, get your day on track, we help you save flight, whole lot of knowledge over here, we read the book. Tony Fleming on top, cause he yeah, he got what it takes for hard to play hard Straight to the bank, got to visualize it all Dream ball on the wall, see it every, every day. day Call after call, we, go we gon' show the way Play for forever ball, the American way And if you really wanna win, start planning your day And take your the from the team, what more can I, more can say? I say? 7 8, Seven eight Yeah Yeah, yeah. The book. Get your affirmations, it right? Be a leader. Get your vision board. Gotta plan that day. What you listening to and watch Watch. that night. It matters. What you putting in your head. Woo! Turn that key off. No. All right, all right, all right, all right. Good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central, 4 a.m. Pacific. And we talk about mindset. We talk about leadership. We talk about life. We talk about books. We talk about affirmations. We talk about our thoughts. We talk about rejection. We talk about failure. We talk about success. We talk about everything that goes hand in hand, what you do on a daily basis, whether it's your job, your business, or your relationships. All this information can help because when you change your thoughts, you change your life. You just heard the young lady say that. Man, when you change the way you think, you change your life. And that's our whole thought process on this call is to shift that paradigm. And that paradigm is everything that you've heard all your life from your parents, from your pastor, from your neighborhood, from your coworkers, from your friends, you know, everything that's in your head that That directs you every day as she says that has you on automatic pilot and uh, our goal is to shift some of that stuff because a lot of it is not good for you some of it is good but a lot of it is not Uh, that programmer has to be you have to uh, deprogram and then reprogram some good stuff man and that's your job as she says man you know (laughs) again As I was listening to that clip, I started taking so many notes. I'm going to have to talk about that this morning. Our topic, I'm going to have to push it to the back. Hopefully we can get to that topic. But, you know, I I have to shift that topic this morning because actually listening to her, I was like, wow, this is what we talk about. Her 10 minutes is, is, is what we talk about on this call. Her 10 minutes is what I wake up for every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to talk about. Her 10 minutes that she just shared. And the way she shared those ten minutes, man, that is it that is if somebody were to ask, what do you do on those calls That is it, and that's what we at least that's what we' are attempting to do. Hopefully, some people are grabbing this, hopefully some people are getting it and realizing some things have to change in their life. man, she said a mouthful, and it's amazing how many times I've listened to that. And didn't grab a pen and paper. And the day I, I mean, I was—you should have seen me breaking my neck. You know, usually pens all on my desk, no pens. <laughs> I use my notebook where I take my notes. It's on the other side of the room, so I'm looking over here. I'm like, oh man, i me breaking my neck trying to get here to write this stuff down. So that's what we're gonna talk about in a minute. But the replay number seven one two four three two ten eighty five. Seven one two four three two ten eighty five, same PIN code, seven eight three three five seven pound. Um man, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna try to find that clip also on YouTube and I'm gonna post it on the plugged in uh section today so y'all can go back and listen to it, uh, again. Um, man. I'm gonna put it plugged in. Probably put it in the leak team. Put it, put it everywhere. <laughs> put it on my page. I'm gonna put it everywhere because it's amazing how many times I heard it and I got it, but I didn't get it. Remember, I said you got to keep hearing it, keep hearing it because it depends on what's going on in your life. Like this morning, some of y'all probably doing a ton of other things, and you like, what is he talking about? I heard that, you know. and no, 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 no. You heard it, but did you hear it? <laughs> did you hear it, but were you there? But were you there? <laughs> Man, I love that movie. I can't think of the name of that movie. I got to tell me the name of that movie. Where the guy, it, was a, it was the crucifixion of Jesus. The movie was about that. But this guy that was there was moved so much that after that, he, everybody he came up to, <laughs> <laughs> but were you there? He, he would look him dead in the eyes. But were you there? It's an older, older movie, and um, I mean, you could tell how moved he was, and it, the way he, I mean, he played that role, he played that character. And so after that, I've been saying that for years, but were you there? <laughs> so, so like this morning, you—I don't think you were there. If you heard—if you heard what I heard this morning, you wasn't there. I was—I was right there. And we're going to talk about it. All right. Also, we're on the podcast platform. we on on, uh, you know, 16 different ones, Apple, iTunes, Breaker. You know, just put Tony Fleming in, Mindset, and you can listen to all of them. We're the unknown out there. Nobody knows us. We're not promoting it. We're not advertising it. We don't have the big names that come to the podcast like everybody else does to, to sell it. We just got some information, man. We just got some stuff that will, if you listen to it, if you listen to the unknown guy that's out there, it'll change your life. If you listen to it. <clears throat> you know, stuff is floating around though, man. Somebody was telling me the other day <clears> that it was on Pandora. <clears throat> I'm like, Really? Uh, but it's floating around. So but go and if you can't get to those podcast platforms because you don't know how to do it, you don't know what to do, send me a text, six seven eight six four 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 five four one. And I will send you the link to your phone, just like that. And all you got to do is click on it, and you and you can hear that the last one, and then you can scroll down, and all the rest of them are there. I mean, it's pretty smooth. I mean, you can share them, you can do. It's simple. <clears throat> I'm telling you, if I can do it, it's easy for you to do. So if I just send you the link, and then you can click on it, and you can just share it and listen to it anytime you want. You gonna go to your fallback mode. Remember, I was talking about the other day. Um, hold on a second hold on a second. What do you fall back to? you know, and that's just the term that I use was fallback. you know what I'm saying because it, that's what we mainly do when we get discouraged with fallback. but you know the term she uses the accurate term is the the right term is called default. What's your default mode? and we're gonna talk about that in a minute what do you what do you default to and you know, man. Remember I emphasized that it was two calls ago or maybe the last call or something, and I stayed on there for about 15, 20 minutes saying that's what this thing is about. When you get discouraged, when you get frustrated, what do you fall back to? What do you go back to doing? Watching TV, you fall back. It's the default mode. You default to that, and you program to default to that. (sighs) Man. I feel like them two brothers on uh that was on a living color when they when <laughs> more money, more money, more, more money <sighs> that's it, that's it, folks. Your default mode that's what we're doing on this call is doing our best to reprogram, deprogram first and reprogram that default mode. Uh, let me get started, though. Uh, oh, yeah, also, send me a text if you can't get to those podcasts, and I'll send you the link, 678-644-4541, 678-644-4541. Anybody, anybody who's hearing this, send me a text and that you want to listen to the, you know, the replays and go listen to all of them that we have. So you can default to that. I'll actually send you the link to your phone. All you do is say, hey, send me the link to the podcast, and Boom. Don't do it right now. Wait till the call ends, because then I'll send it right to you. All right, so let's get started. Oh man! From the notes, like I said, I'm 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 dropping what I was going to talk about this morning. Well, I might get to it. Depends on. No, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt we're going to get to that. But let's talk about it. So she started off with, you know, you are you you know you guys are all on automatic. She says she's on automatic. We all are on automatic. And automatic is the things that we've been programmed to hear all our life. And now, you're the only one knows what you've been programmed to hear, mostly. You know, you might have heard, you know, some tremendously good stuff your whole life. Now, that makes you different. Or you might have heard a couple of good things, and the rest of the things that you heard were, you know, not so good. Like, uh, you know, nobody's going to be successful in our neighborhood, or you just like y you sorry, just like your daddy. Uh, you know, you know you know, things of that sort. You know, money is is you know, people chasing money out here, you know, the 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 typical one is rich people are evil, so you you know, you your whole thought process is if I get rich I'm gonna be evil. So now all those things uh, whatever else you know, if something else y'all heard, you know, I don't know, I went in your household, but I could promise you that if your household was not uh Especially when it comes to money, if you didn't have a lot of money and you, you, your, your household was not, where well, you was concerned about bills and then you was paying. I, I used to think. I look at my situation now with my mother and father. I can think back at that time. You know, you didn't know. You know, what I'm saying we, we we had a we had a nice home to grow up in. You I mean really compared to everybody else? You know, you look at where we grew up. You know, in our neighborhood, because you know, you know, we, when we moved in the neighborhood, it was called White Flight. That's when everybody broke camp. You know, what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, they they broke camp fast, boy. I mean, they, I mean, the people that we bought the house from, they left everything, they and they left a lawnmower, they left. I said, I said, my, they leaving that? They said, yeah, they getting up out of here. I mean, they. <laughs> it was straight white flight, you know. You, I think we were the first ones in our neighborhood. Then, then our neighbor next door came in uh, like a, a month or two later, and it was so crazy. They been there. I mean, I'm talking about this was 19. 69 maybe 1970 and um the lady next door just passed like 6 months ago and you know so you think about it you know what's that, how many years is that 80 90 that 50 years or something like that something close to that so so you think about you know my mother was they were friends and so uh but that's another story but so we moved in the neighborhood you know it's nice but so I didn't you know, I didn't look, and I'm sure you know, wherever anybody lived, you just thought, you know, it was cool because everybody in your neighborhood operated the same way. So I just figured we was okay. You know, our mother and father were school teachers, and I didn't realize that they that wasn't a lot of money. That wasn't a lot of money. I, matter of fact, I found out later on that the neighbor, my neighbor who moved in next door to me, she worked at a <clears throat> at a grocery store in Birmingham called Food World. And she got me a job over there doing high school to work at Food World sacking groceries. I, I mean, I told y'all that story <laughs> about my time card fraud situation. But I found out later on that, man, she probably made just as much almost as my mom made as a school teacher. Because I think they were paying her like, this was in the 80s, it was 70s, 80s? No, this was in the 80s. like you know, $18, $19 an hour or something. It was some crazy number. I don't know if it was that much, but it was a crazy number that she was making. You know what I'm saying? So, but I guess the school teacher had a, a different image. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I can still think about how they was trying to get together to pay bills. I still was thinking about how they went to the credit union to borrow money. I had to ride down to the, in the car with my dad to go to the, 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 the county, Jefferson County credit union. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know it was a building that all the school teachers went in. So I had to go and sit in the car, and that's when he went in there to get, I guess, a loan or whatever he would get to borrow money. And I used to see them just, you know, discussing bills and stuff like that. But, you know, it just it, it now it's fresh in my mind to understand what it really was as a kid. You didn't know, but guess what? It was sinking in. It was programming me to think about money and how to operate with money. And how frustrated! How much frustration can come from that? You know, <laughs> I remember my dad telling me all the time. He said, Boy, I, I said I bring. He said I bring my check home and give it all to her, <laughs> and she still complained about money. <laughs> you know, I heard and it didn't hear because I was a kid. I wasn't thinking about none of that. But I remember. He, I guess he didn't have nobody else to talk to. I remember he was sitting downstairs one day, just frustrated. <laughs> Sit down there, and my dad loved jazz music. Man, he would put on jazz music, and he'd just sit there, and uh, you know, I, <laughs> I make make me think. You no, know, leave that alone. But then he would say, you know, man, I, I give her all I give her all the money. Still, <laughs> <No. laughs> oh man, you see that thing? That's programming there that when it comes to money and think about money. You, you don't realize. What, what's that doing? And I say, I, I didn't. You know, some people grew up in a household where every week they was arguing and fussing about money. You know, and that programs you. That's that. That's your default mode that you run back to. That's your fallback mode that your thinking goes to. And, and I'm just using money for example. Think about anything else that you heard from your health, from uh, your spiritual life that was said to you. All these things were programmed in your mind at an early age. And that's what you default back to. That's your fallback mode, which I talked about the other day. What do you fall back to? What do you default back to when t- things start happening? Because really, you're already on automatic with a lot of negative stuff. We already do stuff every single day and don't realize that it's automatic. So think about the people <clears throat> that you're dealing with in your business, and you know maybe prospects or people you're talking to who hadn't heard this, who hadn't read a, a, a mindset, a leadership book, a thought-provoking book ever in their life, ever in their life. But they say, well, I read the Bible. Most of them ain't reading the Bible, but they say that. <clears throat> but they hadn't read anything else. They hadn't heard this. And if and if they heard it, they didn't believe it because they didn't hear it enough. So those are the people that you're dealing with. Not only that, you're dealing with your own self. That's why it's so important that she says here, she said, your, your objective for the rest of your life is your job is to handle that mindset reset when negativity comes in. Every time it comes in, you got a mindset reset. you got a mindset reset. you got a mindset when it, when it comes in that, you know, you don't like yourself and people don't like me. you got to shake that off and change that thought pattern. And like she said, create terms that, you know, well, the right people like me. You know what I'm saying? You got to come up with your own terms and say, and and to shake that off and keep. She says now. She said, just like I've been saying, it ain't easy. The work of changing the patterns in your mind is not easy, because they're programmed there from a young age, and you heard it and you saw it, you, the visual part of it. You saw it for years. See, not only did you hear it in your household, when you stepped outside your household, you talked to the kids in the neighborhood, you heard the same thing. When you went to church, you heard the same thing. Your school teacher telling you the same thing, pretty much. So it programmed you for years and years and years and years, and now that's the that's the that's the the automatic that we're on, and we even fall back to the default where we double down on that. So she says uh, the second thing is that you got to begin to deliberately, well, no, this is how she said it. She said, being deliberately, I mean, being deliberate, no, no, she said, because, see, I didn't write that down. See, that's why you can't remember stuff. (laughs) She said, being a thinker, or deliberate, deliberate thinker, is a skill that you have to work on. So, it's a skill. It's like she said, like it's like changing your. Going, if you're a right hand person, start using your left hand. You know, I've been doing that lately with because I got this torn rotator cuff, and I just I'm, I'm just debating with my mind or myself for you know, do I do surgery on this thing and then being a a, a, a sling for three months, which I don't want to do. Or do I try to work on it, which I'm doing now, to maybe heal it? Because I, I, I read some stuff, talked to a few doctors that, you know, there's some exercise you can do to, try to kind of heal it. heal it, You know, because if I was a ball player now or, like, I had to shoot a ball over my head or I had to throw a ball, I, I would have to get surgery right now. But I don't really have to use it. So, But what I'm doing is I'm intentionally using my left hand um, because I don't want to use the right hand. I mean, this, this thing is, if you can move... I can literally move my fingers and my right arm would hurt. My shoulder would hurt just by moving my fingers. That's how it's attached. So I've been using my left hand a lot and learning to do that. And And I see, you know, it's a challenge because you've been doing the right hand for so long. That's what she's saying is that when you start trying to change your thought process, it's the same thing. When you start trying to go from negative to positive, Oh, it's a challenge. I, I, I see now when I write with my left hand it's it's terrible. But I'm writing with it. When I you know, put water in a glass I use my left hand. When you know what's crazy though, this this is what I realized. And I didn't even think about this. Even on right hand do you know if you right hand you really drive with your left hand? Because your left hand is what's on the steering wheel. You don't drive with your right hand. And if you right hand you drive with your left hand. I didn't think about that, but now I know because I'm I'm deliberately trying to use the opposite hand. Um, but the same thing when it comes to your, your thought process and your thinking. In order to change that, that old way of doing things, it's, it's a deliberate thing that you have to do, and it's a skill level that you have to get to. And any time you, you, you have to develop a skill, it takes work, it takes practice, it's frustrating, See, it's almost like, remember I said that, you know, you got to, for me, I have to have a trainer in the gym. That's just for me because I'm not going to go in the gym and just work out on my own. I'm, I, if I do, I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm not going to do the right thing. I'm not going to, I need somebody being accountable, somebody standing over me. And you know, I have to. Now, in, in business, I don't need that because this is what I love to do. I don't love working out, but this is what I love to do. I work out because for my health reasons. I love that I love to be in good health. So I do it for that, but I love doing business so I don't have to have nobody stand over me, but I would say 90% of you guys have to, and that's a challenge. Because you don't you're not going to make yourself do a lot of things. You need somebody standing over you every day almost. You know like I said, if I decided to take, you know, as I grow in business and my money gets real super crazy, Instead of me, I'll take five grand a month instead of buying a uh, you know a luxury car, a Ferrari. I'm telling you, I'm gonna have a chef and a trainer because I want I want to have great. Help. I want to be around here for a while. You know what I'm saying? And I know the thought process that I have with that is challenging, um, but that's another topic. But what I'm saying is, you got to be uh, what she said. You have to be a deliberate thinker. And that's a skill level that has to be developed, just like i got to develop my left hand. Or at least that's what I'm trying to do. I don't have to, but that's what I want to do. I want to start using my left hand. You know, they used to kill me with that in high school and when I played basketball. It was like, Tony, <laughs> you might as well tie your left hand behind your back, man, because you don't even use it. You can't use it. You know, I couldn't dribble with my left. I couldn't shoot. So it was like, we know where you're coming from, the angle you're coming from. But I was like, you couldn't stop me, though. You still can't stop me. But, you know, when you see guys that use their left hand just as well as they use their right hand in in any kind of sport, I mean, that's a skill that they had to develop. I mean, it's a skill. I remember Larry Bird said this, I think it was one season. One season, uh, the last game of the season, they interviewed him. He said, the next game, I'm going to play the whole game with my left hand only. I'm like, wow. And so I saw the game. Bird scored like 40-some points with his left hand. He was killing them. And he's a right-hand dude. I mean, he every shot was his left hand. He dribbled with his left hand. He, he said, I'm just going gonna, gonna to play. <laughs> now, that's a skill level. But you know what? The skill is Byrd stayed in his backyard shooting ball every day. Like uh, we were talking about that last night, uh, uh, that he would take 500 shots a day before he left to go to school. As a kid, he had a basketball rim in his backyard. He took five, think about it, one, two, three, four, five, six, five hundred 500 shots. Now that's working on a skill there. And I'm sure a lot of them with his left hand, a lot of them with his right hand. You know, that's that's work. See, we at an older age now, we don't want to put in that work. We do want to put in that work. And I saw something, uh, I was reading, and no, I saw a documentary the other day because I'm always searching for documentaries. Like when I, when I walk through the neighborhood, I'm going to find something on my phone that deals with you know some kind of documentary of self-improvement. And it was, it was people on there that were like starting at 50, no, 45 up to like 65. And they were all telling that, telling that they recreated their whole life at that age. You know, some people think it's over with, that between – these were success stories of people who started businesses at 50, at 60, at 45, and recreated their whole life, you know, at that age. And sometimes people think you can't do it. No, it's a thought process. It's a thought process. But, um, you know, man, being that deliberate thinker is a skill that we have to grow into. Um, Let me see. She says here – Somebody trains you to think this way. Now, I believe your neighborhood trains you. I believe your mother trains you. Your father trained you. I believe your pastor trains you. I believe your school teacher trains you. What you watched on television trains you. All of that trained. somebody had to train you to think this way, For us, for us to think the way we think. And now we have to be trained to reprogram and rethink another way. First thing you got to do is fight with your own default mode. Would you run back to that, you know, I'm ugly or people don't like me or, you know, I'm just, I don't have any, I don't know, whatever you come up with in your mind. See, I don't know what your thoughts are. See, I I went in your household. I I don't know what you heard your whole life that programs you up to, to where you are now. But I can tell you this, most of it probably was negative. Most of it, a lot of it wasn't true. But that was what's programmed in us, and so for us to change in life, we got to reprogram that. We got to think another way. And I'm telling you, it's a challenge, but it's worth the challenge. Your default thinking, she said. That, she said that scientists call it, and y'all Google that to see, because I'm gonna Google it. Default mode network. Now again, I've heard that clip. I picked that clip out. I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm to try to find it and put it on your page. I mean, put it on the page. But you know, I mean, we probably played that thing fifty times. Why today that I grabbed the pen and paper? Why today that it hit me? I don't know. That's why I say repetition is key. That's why I say you can't. Well, I was on that call. I know what Tony's talking about. Yeah, he's talking about this. He's talking same old stuff. Y'all, y'all still on them calls? Y'all still listening? To that? That's that's what fools say. That's what they say. Y'all still doing that? Y'all, y'all still, do- uh huh? You still negative? You still broke? You still thinking that way? Yeah. Well, we both still doing something then. but it took me that long just to to, to hear probably what y'all didn't hear this morning. Maybe you did hear it, but did you write it down? you did hear but I'm just saying <laughs> that that was what and it what's amazing is I picked that out. So that means I had to hear it in the beginning, but it didn't it didn't sink in like it did this morning. The default mode network. So guess what? Scientists have the time for it. And she says that's the negative the imposter that you think you are, the not not likable person that you think you are. Because you heard it from your, somebody said nobody going to like you. Somebody said you mean and ugly. Somebody said you, I told you, man, one time as a kid, boy, I probably got the worst whipping I ever had in my life. I don't know what I was thinking. But I remember I was at Christmas evening and, and my relatives came from Miami and my uncle had married this lady, and my uncle was, you know, he was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> so, and he had a baby. Uh, he had just had a baby. Well, I'm just. I think the baby was about three years old. And uh, and I noticed in the house, there was so many people in the house that everybody was playing with everybody's baby and having. But nobody played with that baby. <laughs> So I told her, I don't know why I said this. I might have been in the fifth or sixth grade. I don't. Know. I said, look, I said, uh, whatever, I can't think of her name. I said, nobody like your baby. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. I don't know. But I tell you what, to this day, I wish I hadn't said it. And I might even say it something like, your baby's strange looking. Or something. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know. But I know what my aunt heard it, and I know what she called my dad, who was at home. He went over there. We was at my grandma's house. I was, <laughs> she called my dad when I was at home, and she told him everything. And I, you know, I, I, I peeped her from the corner, but I didn't think, I didn't think she's an old snitch. The first of all, I didn't think I had done something that bad, but. I guess I did. I said something crazy, man. When we got back to my house, our house, I never forget because <laughs> they went downstairs. You know, every Christmas they play cards, so they went downstairs and they set up the card table. They start playing cards. I'm down there, and my dad called me upstairs, just calm as I don't know what. I said, "What's up, Dad?" <laughs> he said, "Come here." <laughs> he took me in the room. Now this is above, right where they playing cards now. So you can hear it in the house. Man, he pulled out that belt. I'm like, what did I do? I mean, that thing went on for, I don't know how long. He's, he said, don't you ever, you know, say this to such and such. Or, you, I mean, don't you ever embarrass our family like that. You don't you ever, we raise you better than that. And he just, me <laughs> up. You know. Now, you know how embarrassing that is? Not only was the... the 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 spanking was so bad, but I had to go downstairs, and I know they heard it. <laughs> so I had to go down there and sit in the room with them, and, and watch them play cards. And I know all of them had to hear because I would have stopped doing it. Because I mean, I felt like I mean it probably sounded like a chicken just flying around the walls in the room. <laughs> but I'm saying, So, but I'm going back. I'm, what I'm saying is. Now, I'm sure that baby, three four years old, heard that see that's that's what i'm saying you from womb to you know eight or nine years that's when you're more fertile so not only did he hear that, and which you know what's so crazy about it is that um and you know i i mean i i I don't say I had anything to do with it, but you know he they wind up you know he grew up in Miami, and so every time I was going to Miami for the last few years, you know uh camp, his name was Tampa. They called him Tampa. Shoot, Tampa stayed in trouble, man, always in jail. So every time I went down to Miami to see my uncle, he was always telling me, man, you need to talk to Tampa. Now, this, this is the one that I said was, you know, it was strange and whatever, you know. And I'm sure other people said that, too. So I know his mind was programmed to, to he in and out of jail, you know. In and out of jail. So every time I would see him, I would go over to the hood where he lived, and it was terrible over there in Liberty City. But I would give him some money, you know, when I was down there and hang out, you know, for a minute. But I had to break camp to get from over there because I didn't want to be a man. Helicopters flying over everywhere. <laughs> I was crazy. But that, but I'm sure he heard that all his life, different stuff like that, which programs you. Now, there ain't no excuse, but it does program you. So those thoughts that you have in your head, what you heard as a young person, it's there. That's your default. It really is your automatic, and it really is your default also. So you're operating every single day on those thoughts. And so trying to change that is like trying to go from being a right hand to a left hand. You know it's difficult. Like she said, you couldn't even understand how She said, I can't even understand my writing at first. She says, it's going to be a process. It's the same as your thinking. To change your thinking, first of all, you've got to admit that you have those thoughts. You know, it's like the first step of a like twelve-step program. Admit that I have those thoughts. Then you got to start working on it and, and getting to deliberately working on it to develop that skill of changing it. And she says the work of changing the patterns in your mind is going to take some work because you, you know, she says your autopilot, which is your automatic, the, so what we do every day. When you wake up every day, the way you drive to work, or whatever you do every day is an automatic. Especially, think about what, if you've been doing it for years on the same job and whatever thought process, That's an automatic. It, and she's saying the automatic part is killing you. You got to change that. You got to deliberately change that and work on it. And I'm telling you, the books that we suggest will help change that. These kind of calls will help change that. You don't have to, you know, more than this you know those kind of things and all of this will change your whole thought process and it'll change your business life because now you'll be more attractive you'll attract more people to you just by your conversation and your thinking and you're going to run some people away because they're not then that spirit in them is not feeling this and I, I can understand why because it's not being taught to them even if they heard it one time it's not enough Two times now, a thousand times might not be enough, and it has to be a deliberate, a lip, deliberately a, a teaching that's deliberate, like this. It has to be a talk like this. It has to be books like this to reprogram and deprogram your thoughts. And some of y'all are sitting there thinking, "Man, I've had these thoughts for years. These things, and right, they're automatic." And she says that okay. First thing is. Uh, the first question you want to ask yourself is this. What, is the limited, what, are, what are those limited beliefs that you have, that you grew up with, those thoughts that you have, what is that costing you in life? What has that cost you so far? You know, where you are now, what does it cost you to get there? I mean, what, is, what did you lose in the process of having that kind of thinking? And then she said the second thing is if you don't deliberately work on that, What is it going to cost you in the future? Because, see, your thoughts and your thinking keeps you from doing anything or it helps you do stuff. Depends on what it is. So if you want to stick with your old thinking, if you don't want to read, you don't want to get on calls like this, you don't want to discuss stuff, you don't want to change. So what is that going to cost you? If you're saying it ain't costing me much because I got a job, I don't have to be the deliberate think on the job. They're gonna pay me for not thinking. I'm gonna get my salary every month. Then you don't worry about it. That's why I say that's why I always say, if that's what a person wants to do and and that's fine with me. I don't I think everybody needs a job. But if a person just says, That's all I wanna do, that's why I don't argue with people about starting a business or whatever. If that's what they wanna do, you don't need this. Because it'll frustrate the heck out of you and it's too much work to do it. You don't need this. If you're just saying, okay, Tony, I'm just going to work my job the rest of my life and that's it. I'm not going to. Then you don't need to change your thinking. You need to stay just where you are. But if you're trying to do a business and you're trying to change your life and you're trying to do certain things. You're going to have to become a deliberate thinker, and it's going to take time to work on that, and you're going to have to read books like we suggest. You're going to have to get on calls like this. You're going to have to get in a different environment like this to change that thinking. Now, here's the first thing, because I can think about some people in my head right now on the team, and I believe you're so stubborn enough that you think you don't need this, that you think that your thinking is already good. Well, think about this. Your thinking has gotten you in the position you is your best thinking. If you're in a great position and everything is great, then keep doing it, because your best thinking got you right now where you are. And if that's some good stuff for you and you happy with that, then keep doing it. Leave all this alone. But I would think that a lot of y'all are not that best thinking. It, you know, eh, I don't think because I, I don't think you would be trying to do something different if your best thinking was good. But I can see some of y'all right now saying, Yeah, I mean, you know, I do I got, I got this and all oh, that's fine and dandy and I, I understand. But we're not talking to you then. And then the third thing, so the first thing is you gotta say, what did the limited belief cost me in the in the in the past? And what is this limited belief and negativity I have in my life cost to me now? And here's the third thing. You for the rest of your life, from now on, you got your job is to keep having mindset reset, mindset reset, meaning that all that stuff, when it crosses your mind, you've got to reset it deliberately. You've got to work on it. It's a skill level. Remember now, every time you get frustrated when you try to reset your thinking, like when it says, oh, you're going to always be broke, don't listen to that man, and then you, you, you reset that and say, oh, no, my life is great, my future is great, you know, I've got great friends, now, and then it doesn't last long and you get frustrated. Remember, it's just like going from right hand to left hand. When you start writing with your left hand and you've been writing to your right all your life, it's going to look like chicken scratch. It's going to be, but then you keep doing it. And then you keep doing it. And then you keep doing it. You start getting better. Like when you start using your left hand whatever, and, you, and at first it's just awkward. It's just awkward. It's just awkward. It's a, it could be awkward for a while. I don't know how long it'd be off awkward when I say a while some of y'all might think a while is a week a while could be a year I don't know how long it could be it could be longer than that but then you start getting better because you're using that left hand more and more and more that's the same way when it comes to your thinking because I know what happens is you you go into this deliberate thinking mode and when you get negative you kick in some positive stuff but then it don't last long then you get frustrated and say it ain't working no it's the same thing as using your left hand that means you got to just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And one day you look up and you're like, man, my left hand is just as good as my right hand. One day you look up and you're going to say, my thinking is different from where I was. My automatic, my pilot, my default, my fallback is not the same. I'm not falling back to, um, you know, reruns of Martin or something like that. And, and now listen again. When I say that, I'm talking about... As a whole, I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm not saying you can't entertain yourself and have fun, but I'm saying you can't make that all your whole life. Every night you're going home watching the foolishness. I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't you know do it you know every now and then and just you know entertain yourself. But I'm just saying you if you're trying to reprogram your thinking and all, you can't fall back to that. You can't default back to a lot of that stuff. That's gonna lead. You got to default somewhere else. I'm trying to give you places to default. I'm trying to give you places to default. And that's all I'm saying because that's what happens. Somebody said women need to drive with both hands. They don't need you to <laughs> stop hitting the brakes so much. Man, you need to stop with that. I'm telling you, all know who said that. Y'all knows it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, look, I'm wrapping up with that, folks. That's it today. I'm just telling you, go back and listen to this thing a hundred times, please. And like I said, I'm going to find that clip, put it out there. (sighs) Listen to it a hundred times. I could talk about this forever, man. I could do this all day, every day, because this is, I know, You know, once you keep, you know, you get a great thought in your head, it's hard to bring in something else unless you just, unless all the other negativity is there and it overrides, it, which happens. It happens. You're going to have to deliberately program your thinking. You're going to have to be the one to deliberately do it, because if not, your automatic says, you know, it's like, you know, I get an example of a, a quarterback, and, you know, I think about Michael Vick. His skills were so man. His skills were so tight when it came to running. It just nobody could catch him. So anytime he got into a panic mode, he 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 defaulted back to what he did. He just took off running, and he ain't nobody. I ain't seen anybody yet that could do what he did. Now he didn't, you know. And I know there <laughs> ain't no blocking for him, so he had to take off running. <laughs> Luckily, he had legs to run. But that was a default mode for him because that's what he did growing up. I mean, he, he had the legs. I mean, he could take off running, you know what I'm saying? So he, he was showing the skill that he had. <clears throat> but for him to reprogram that thinking, it was challenging. I mean, he even talked about that he didn't even study the playbook. He would throw the playbook in the back seat of his car. So think about it. NFL quarterback getting paid millions, the face of the league, and he was just operating on automatic and default. He wasn't trying to change his his game. And he did well like that. He got pounded a lot, got hurt, but, you know, that he didn't try to change it. He just stayed with his automatic and his default. And a lot of y'all going to do that. But here's the problem. You don't have the skill like he had. Your thought process is not like that. You don't have that, and so it's going to be challenging for you. All right. Man, i gone way over. Way over. All right, that's it for the day, folks. That's all she wrote, the pen and the pencil broke. All right, let's find a song. Let's see if we can wrap it up with this, and hope, hopefully, um, somebody can go and get this money because she right at twenty dollars. Been sitting at twenty for she been sitting that twenty for a while, and she gonna let Kim catch up with her. I doubt if Kim catch her today though, because this is a song from the seventies. She ain't gonna know that. I had to come back because I've been giving y'all nineties and eighties, and now I got to come back to the seventies here. So, uh, who is this now? So Barbara got twenty dollars. That's what it is. Is that right? Yeah. Royce has five. Lynette has five. And Kim has ten. Kim was catching up. When we was in the nineties, I don't know if she's gonna get this one. <laughs> so uh, let's see. here. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> now I know everybody gonna know who's who's the who's the 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 singer on this song, but you gotta tell me the name of the song. That's the key. I don't know if everybody gonna know, but yeah, everybody should know. Everybody should know this song. Alright. Here we go. Just give me the, just give me the, You gotta give me the name of the song. <laughs> all right, all right. So everybody hit me with Stevie Wonder. That's right. But Barbara got it. See, you know what? And everybody, the people who sent me the name of the song, I used to say that. I, I mean, I argued with a lady. I don't know how long one day about, and then we pulled it up about the name of the song because I kept telling always because that's all he's saying it. that ain't the name of the song some of y'all texting always that's not the name of the song the name of the song is as A-S Stevie wonder as but in- huh?